Hi, I'm Keenan. And I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World Podcast, we are joined by very special guests, Justin and Samantha of the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. <laughs> Even better than I could. <laughs> I know, I feel like we need to record that and have it's it for recorded. the beginning. <laughs> How are you guys clip. doing? We're good. We're good. Thanks so much for having us. It's very yeah, exciting. We really enjoy listening to your show. And, and as we were talking before we started recording, I feel like we're already friends because we've communicated so much on the social medias. We listen to your show. You've listened to ours, I think, a few times. And so we've already got that connection. We're in there. Yeah. It's awesome yeah. talking to you guys. And <laughs> yeah. to see you too. I know. In the, well, I was going to say in the flesh, but it's like in the screen. <laughs> there you go. Close yeah, I think Rachel... A month or so after we started our podcast, I was like, have you heard Monday Morning Monorail podcast? And I was like, oh, I've been interacting with them on Twitter. She's like, oh, listen to the show. And we've been listeners ever since. So mm-hmm. it's definitely been a long time making this episode yeah. happen. But yeah. we have really enjoyed listening to you guys' show, interacting with you on social media. And yeah, it's been a great, great time. It should be fun tonight. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the topic for tonight is for those of you who do not listen to Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, which, first of all, what are you thinking? Go listen to their show. Uh, they have just recently moved to the Orlando area, the greater Orlando area. I'm not sure exactly where, but close enough to Walt Disney World that they can feel the magic in their backyard. And if you're like me, uh, that is kind of a lifelong dream of mine. I, I want to live there. Rachel's smirking at me right now because she's not so sure about leaving all our family in Ohio behind. But I would love to go down there. I, I soak up all sorts of information about what it's like to move down there. I'm looking at jobs, all sorts of stuff. And so when I found out you guys were moving, I instantly reached out to Justin and said, hey, would you be willing to come on to our show and talk about that process of taking the plunge and going down to Florida. So that's what we're here to do tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited to talk about it. I mean, you know, similar to you, Keenan, this was something that for me, I have always dreamed about because I can't remember a time. I, I, I admit I was a very lucky child. I got to go to Disney quite a bit growing up. And so I don't remember a time when I didn't have a concept of Walt Disney World. So as soon as I had that in my mind, I was like, someday I'm going to live in this place. Of course, I always wanted to live in Walt Disney World. Right. Uh, right. That's the real dream. Yeah. Um, too bad Epcot Center never came to be what it was supposed to be. And maybe mm-hmm. I could have lived there. But uh, but anyway, uh, this was something that I've always had on my mind. So, yeah, uh, through the years, I've always kind of looked at jobs in the Orlando area, maybe even with Disney, um, and just kind of kept it in the back of my mind. But it was one of those things that I didn't know if it would ever come to pass, just because I was really the only one that was on board with the idea. So it was it was there. It was a dream. But I, I mean, the fact that we've done it, the fact that we're here is is still surreal to me. Uh, we the whole family now has been here for a little over a month and it still hasn't really soaked in that right down the road is the most magical place on Earth. Yeah, sometimes it feels like we're on vacation. It's really weird. And I'm like, this isn't my house whenever <laughs> I pull in. But it's really interesting because yeah. it is. And I don't know. It's it's different so it it feels surreal because I'm so used to being in Tennessee and uh-huh. I wasn't actually planning on accepting a position in the Orlando area I actually thought I would be moving back to the DC area where I used to live 
And um, this position came about and, you know, Justin was really good. He didn't actually um, push me in one direction. He let me pick it myself and I ended up picking this one. And I wasn't even as huge of a Disney fan as I am now or as him. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's really neat. Yeah, it's so, awesome. yeah. So the pieces kind of just fell into place there. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's got to be it's got to be bizarre going to work during the day and then coming home being like we could go visit a park or visiting on the weekends and I know you guys have been a ton because I listen to your show. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's actually disappointing driving into work because <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I know where this is taking me and it's not Disney." <laughs> <laughs> it is it is funny though. Like I have those thoughts some days. Like I'll look at my calendar, I'm like, "I don't really have a lot of meetings tomorrow." I could just go over to the Magic Kingdom for a little while. Yeah. And I mean by myself, like leave the kids here and I'll just go. <laughs> I did that while you guys weren't here and I was by myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I so- saw you taking those solo trips and meeting up with different people. And I was like, man, that's like she's living the good life down there yeah. right now. <laughs> it's a little weird having them here right now. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> did I have a long enough time <laughs> by myself? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm glad they're here. <laughs> yeah, you can still go alone. You know, anytime you want to. Come on, man. <laughs> I want you to come. Sweet. Well, we've already started talking about that topic, but um, before we get really into it, uh, we always like to start with new guests, just asking about kind of your your history with Disney. And for you guys in particular, we're curious. You know, when did you kind of catch that Disney bug and fall in love with Disney? And Justin, you kind of already alluded to that being in your childhood. Um, but secondarily, how did you make the transition into that love of Disney and then you became podcasters? Yeah. Do you want to start? Because your story is a little different than mine. Yeah. So um, I never went to Disney as a kid. Um, I'd never been. My family couldn't really afford trips. So uh, we had staycations whenever (laughs) it was summer vacation. And um, when McKenna was about six years old or seven, I had saved up enough money to take us on just a quick like three day trips. I think it was three or four days. And, um, and I had a really good time. Uh, but I didn't know what Disney was. I didn't know how to get around Disney. I didn't know what a fast pass was. I only knew how to buy a ticket and I stood in line everywhere. And, and so, although I really enjoyed it, it wasn't really, it, it was like, okay, I'll go back one day, but this isn't something that I understand why everybody makes a big deal out of. And then whenever Justin and I got married, he wanted to go and we went a couple times with the kids again. Um, he kind of ruined the magic because he rushed us around everywhere and my feet hurt. <laughs> um, so I liked Disney. I think I liked the movies better than the parks at the time. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he, you know, kept pushing for us to do this podcast. And I had suggested a family one and he suggested it be Disney. And so we started talking about it. And then whenever this job came up, I came here. And while I was here by myself, I went ahead and got my Disney pass. And I figured out how to do fast passes and how to, like, I, I learned from Justin a little bit, but he's still not that great at it. I'm better. Um, <laughs> and like I found out about all the food and stuff. And so all of a sudden I realized that Disney is actually pretty magical if you know how to make it work for you and you're not stuck in the lines or dealing with, you know, 
other people fussing because you're in this long line waiting for a ride. If you know how to use the fast passes and stuff, it's actually a lot of fun. And so I think I really caught on to the whole thing whenever I first moved here in January of this year. That's and, when it really started clicking. Yeah. Then, well, and, but when we were talking about it on the podcast too, I was like, man, I do want to go back, you know, and, and we went back, but I still wasn't fully in. And now I'm like, let's decorate the house with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's weird. It's kind of a weird transition. I don't even, I, we were in Epcot this past weekend and I was like, I really love being here. It's just strange. So. <laughs> Nice. Not me, but it is me now. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, mission accomplished. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You've really converted her. So how did how did he convince you to do a podcast then if you were sort of wishy-washy about Disney parks? Because you guys do a lot of park stuff on your show. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's because he's so cute and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> the charm. <laughs> he turns on the charm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... She had pitched the idea that we should do a family podcast. Um, gosh, it was probably like maybe three years ago when you first started talking about it. And it was just after I had started a podcast with, um, at the time, it was just my friend Matt. Um, and we were doing a podcast that was just specifically about just nerd culture. We were talking about movies, video games, comics. He would talk about technology and reading. Who reads? Uh, but he would. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know, um, but but tabletops. We talked about like the full gamut, anything that could be considered uh, nerd culture. And I would always find a way to work in Disney conversation in that podcast. So if the topic was going to be technology, I'm like, oh, let me tell you about these cool electronics <laughs> they're developing at Disney. Um, nice. and, yeah, so I would always kind of get it back there. But he had no interest in Walt Disney World at all. Um, he's never been, done, never planned to go. So. Um, and then Landon joined the show and I was able to kind of get a little more Disney talk in there, but it wasn't really, uh, I guess, satisfying my appetite for Disney conversation. So Sam had said she wanted to start a podcast and I was like, well, I feel like we need some sort of a foundation to layer our conversation with the kids on. Like it can't, it can't just be us looking at the kids going, so how was your week? And that's right. what my plan was. <laughs> that's really what she wanted to do. I was like, I feel like we need something, some kind of a theme. I was like, let's talk about Disney. We've been a couple of times. I can do all the research. I'll bring in the, the articles, the current events, and we'll just kind of talk about it because it would be fun to get your perspective because you weren't like a super fan and the kids perspective on the things that were happening and just kind of have all these different angles and viewpoints for the current events at Disney. I never... This sounds unbelievable, but it was not my goal to like eventually convince you, brainwash you to move here. That wasn't the goal. I just really wanted to go more often. <laughs> that was really it. And it, and it worked because we did go a couple extra times that we probably didn't plan on. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, the outcome was better than I ever could have imagined. Well, um, I didn't pick to move here for this no, job. I know, I know you did <laughs> I know you didn't. We kind of did the blind taste test lined up all your options. Yeah. And this really was the best option, but, but also Disney. Yeah. So in your subconscious, it. there might've been a little <laughs> bit of pixie dust convincing you to go. Oh, to yeah. it, I know. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, I don't know if you ever heard the story about my first time at Disney, but McKenna and I were watching the Disney, um, the parade go by in the middle of the day. And the fairy godmother was 
on a float and she had her wand and she waved it around McKenna's head and said, your dreams will come true. Maybe McKenna was dreaming to be at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) I made it happen. I don't know. (laughs) She did grant some kind of wish, I think. Yeah. I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Were the kids excited to move to Orlando? I mean, I know that as a, as a teenager, it's like you have to, you have to give up a lot to move. Well, it's really funny because actually neither one of them wanted this to be the place that we moved to. No, they, they wanted me to go up north yeah, where it was colder. They both wanted to live either in the D.C. area. Garrett actually wanted to move to New York. And I, I, I don't do commercial work, so I couldn't go to New York. Yeah. So, I mean, they wanted to move northeast. That was really what they wanted to do, both of them. So when we, well, when when you made the decision that it was going to be Orlando, they were both initially kind of disappointed. Yeah, they weren't very happy. And I, I told them, well, don't worry, you can move out when you turn 18. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't have too long to go. So. Yeah, it was shocking to me. I didn't expect that. Huh. But I think now they're all in. Like I It's changed. It. Although McKenna complains about the heat and humidity and stuff all the time. Yeah, me too. But we'll Garrett wait. tells us we're exaggerating. He's like, the heat is fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, well. He's also not, like, how much hotter is it than it is in Tennessee? Because we're in Ohio, and it's pretty comparable so these, humid, these summers. Yeah. So. I think the only difference is um, in Tennessee, when it rains, it rains all day. So you you have humidity, but it's a different kind because here it's like peak heat and really, really hot. And then it rains for about 10 seconds. <laughs> and then you walk outside and it's just it's like sweltering. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. yeah. And I can say I have a pretty high tolerance for heat. I actually, if I'm going to pick an extreme, I always will pick heat over cold any day. I I hate the cold. I can't stand to be cold. Um, So heat I'm good with. And it it is a challenge on a day-to-day basis to feel it. Because as soon as as you go outside, your clothes are sticking to you. Yeah. And it's just, and and I don't, I don't think I ever, I mean, there are definitely days in the middle of summer in Tennessee where it felt like that too, but it, this is kind of, we're talking to people and they're like, this is how it is. Like, yeah. it's going to be this way. You'll experience a little bit of a, you know, some relief at the end of December, maybe in January. <laughs> but so uh, it's, it tests you a little bit on your, I think, endurance and stamina in that heat yeah, on a day-to-day basis. The more disappointing thing is sometimes I don't want to shave my legs, but <laughs> if I want to wear shorts that day, and I want to wear shorts. I got to shave my legs, so yeah. that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that imagine is a bummer. that would get tiring. Yeah, <laughs> the sacrifices you make, though. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty magical. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do hear that in in our cold winters up here, that not shaving for an entire season is pretty nice. Yeah, actually, and that's actually one of the things I'll miss about Tennessee. <laughs> Well, you love boots, too. Yeah. You're a big fan of boots. Yeah. I wear boots um, in the winter here, if you would like to call that winter. And my feet were swelling because they were so warm. Everyone was wearing, like, toboggans and these big puffy jackets. And they had on, like, snow boots. And I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, it's 50 degrees outside. I'm like, this is actually pretty comfortable, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask, does, does um, January, February get like autumn temperatures compared, you know, like Tennessee autumn? Does it, it drop that actually, low? 
like there were a couple times that I woke up and I was like, okay, it, it is a little cold. Like I think it was down to like 38 one morning, but then it spikes up to about, you know, 55 and during the day. So I think that's actually kind of nice. Yeah. It's good for like a light sweater, you know, but not. And then you also want to be able to take it off because if you get sweaty, so you need like a shirt underneath it. But it is. It's pretty comfortable. It's hot in the well, car. Still. I can say when we moved you down and at the first of January, like um, we moved into your apartment and Garrett wanted to swim. Yeah. I mean, it was because it was like 80 degrees. Yeah. And everyone thought we were crazy at my apartment for letting him swim. But I was like, this is swimming weather. Yeah. In yeah. So that, right. that was that was early January. Yeah. And it, was, it was about 80. I mean, there were like the morning sometimes would be a little cold, like in the 50s. But the, while we were there, it was in the 80s. And I know mm -hmm. I know that like after we left, you had some weeks that cooled down a little bit. But yeah. But still, it wasn't that cold. Yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. tolerable. Sounds perfect to me. <laughs> right. That's so like, you were down like the there for a, for a good while on your own then. Yeah, Damn. I was. That was, was a that was a pretty fun experience actually. <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I'm so used to being a mom and a wife and so whenever I would come home from work and no one was there, I got actually got pretty sad sometimes and I would call him and be like, I wish you guys were here. But then it would all be fine because I would go to Disney. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I ate cupcakes by myself and no one took a bite. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. No one asked for a bite or yeah, you just kept there the whole thing. Literally no better cure for sadness than going to Disney. That's a fact. Yeah, I think I learned that pretty fast. And I I think one of my biggest, like, okay, everything's okay, was on Mother's Day. I was all by myself, and I was a little sad. Um, and so one of the things that got to me was I was walking around Hollywood Studios, and there was someone giving out carnations to people they saw that were moms. And they didn't offer me one, which made me a little sad. I was like, oh, but it was okay because I went and got a Kylo Ren cupcake and I ate that thing by myself. <laughs> That's awesome. Hi, my mom. Dang it. <laughs> That's kind of, isn't that interesting? Kylo Ren has mommy problems, and you were eating a Kylo Ren cupcake. That's true. On Mother's Day. Maybe he and I should hang out sometime. <laughs> I don't know what that. That's a that is an Adam Driver comment. Yeah, more than a I love Adam Driver. <laughs> oh man, what's his uh, alter ego on Saturday Night Live? Oh yeah, I can't. <laughs> I don't remember what he called himself. But that was hilarious. So good. Yeah. Um, so when so when you went down, did you? You said January, right? So was that a period where you guys were looking for? housing because you had already had your job at that point right yeah so actually I knew that it would be six months before my family could come okay. and so I didn't want to really start shopping but I already picked my realtor who is now my friend <laughs> and um she she was really helpful she would kind of get an idea of what we liked and then just kind of show me some houses here and there but we weren't really looking looking until probably about April. And that was because I knew in a couple months, the family would move here. 
And actually, I think April was a little too late. Well, actually, we started, like, we looked at a bunch of houses in March. When when we came down for spring break. That's true. She we took did. us, like, we spent a whole day looking at houses. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it to find, like, the house that you really want, you know, one of the things about Florida that's true is there are a lot of older people that lives, that live here. And the other thing that's true is they live in those older houses, apparently. And when they're selling them, you keep going into these homes. They look so pretty on the outside and they go, you go in and they're super dated. And I'm like, wait, so how old was the person that lived here? And they're like, oh, I think they were in their eighties. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hell, you know so there are some pretty old looking houses on the inside it was hard to find one that fit the family mm-hmm. i felt like it was hard i feel like i looked at a million houses on my own but so did you were you basically sending justin and your kids like think houses that you saw that were potential yeah you know, homes for you guys I actually video called him for a while, like a few houses, and then I could tell he was not interested, and he told me that he trusted my judgment. No, no, no. It wasn't that I wasn't interested. He was not interested. No, I told you, like, it just, I could not get a sense of the house. Like, the video call was great, but I just, like, not being there and seeing, like, on this little screen, trying to see what you were looking at, it just didn't work. And I was like... I cannot give you an opinion one way or another based on this call. So it's just not working. I, I got a better sense just looking at the pictures that you would send me. Yeah. Essentially, I picked the house out by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was a it was a heavy burden to carry, but I did it. <laughs> it was much easier to veto houses when they had things that were just like, I was like, no, that's not going to work. See, but. But he wasn't experiencing what I was experiencing whenever I'd walk into these 1960s, 70s <laughs> homes. And then I'd walk into one that was halfway decent. I was like, this is it. Right. <laughs> but really, it was just, it was a fine house, but it wasn't amazing because I'd been pummeled with these old houses. I was thinking anything is better than this, you know, so. Uh-huh. I, will, I will say, I think this was kind of a product of the neighborhoods that we're looking in, though. I mean, so we live in the Sanford area and um, some of the neighborhoods that we were looking in are very old neighborhoods that have been around a very long time. I think if you look in some other like districts, some other communities around the Orlando metro area, I don't know if you'd run into the same thing that, no, that we were. No, Yeah. probably not. And there's some really cute places in Orlando. I just, I work a little bit away from Orlando in between Daytona Beach and Orlando. So um, moving down into the city wouldn't have made sense for us. Yeah. Yeah. So about, about, about how far is that from the parks then? About 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. It just depends. We do have to take the four through downtown, which is a nightmare right now um, because of this epic construction. It's like a 23 mile project they're doing through Sounds downtown. like our city. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I think they started it in what, 2017 and it's not supposed uh, to be done until 2020 yeah, or 2022. I, mean, I was going to say it's optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it is crazy. Like the kids always say it feels like it's a roller coaster when we're driving through downtown Orlando, just because of the lane shifts and everything. But, um, oh my gosh. yeah, but on a good day when we're not hitting traffic, it's 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, typically it doesn't take more than an hour. I'm just saying like sometimes there are massive wrecks because yeah, of all the, we can add 15 minutes yeah. to our drive. Yeah. But, but we're, 
we actually, it's really nice, I would say. I, I'm not, I don't want to speak for you. I think we're in a perfect place because we're 45 minutes from the parks, but we're also 45 minutes from the beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, best of um, both worlds. It's great. By the way, there are houses for sale in our neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say that on your show today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't for us, I don't think it'll happen anytime in the next decade. <laughs> I I don't know yeah. if I'll ever convince Rachel. I don't know. If, I don't know if he'll be able to, but you guys are selling it pretty good. We got the, the we got the family. Uh I know she's not a big fan of the heat. I I don't know. I just I love first of all beaches. Yeah. I'm like you, Justin. I can totally if I'm gonna take any extreme, the heat is fine with me. Having a couple months where it's between fifty and seventy sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about it. Yeah. So. I mean, most mostly it's just family and friends that would be so hard to move from for me. Yeah, and I get that. It is really hard. I, I think for all of us, that's been the biggest thing. I mean, well. <laughs> okay for my my side of the family um i I definitely struggle because my parents are getting older and you know my dad's having a harder time getting around and it is tough because i feel like we've kind of left them behind but at the same time i'm like you know you guys this is a perfect place to retire and you could come down (laughs) with us um so i've been trying to have that conversation with my mom and dad's argument as well he's like they can just come down yeah. My dad would probably follow us. Right. Your parents, doubtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're lifers, Ohio lifers. Yeah. It's funny. My, my, well, both of us have family in the Cincinnati area. Yes. Um, so, and my dad's from Cincinnati. He grew up there. And um, so he, like, he'll tell you, like, he, he's a lot like me. He, he really hates cold winter. And mm-hmm. one of the things that he hated the most about Ohio was like, it would snow. And it would just never go away. It would never melt. It was there forever. <laughs> and it's gray. And it's gray. Yeah, like it's light, gray. nice snow. It's just yeah. gray. Yeah. everywhere. And I don't want that. I'll be a little sad that we won't see snow, but we can visit snow, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, let's fly. We can, we can visit it. I'd rather visit it. Yeah. Yeah. Go visit Olaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, or you know, go to the um Mickey's christmas party where they've got the snow yeah. on main street that's right See that? that's ma- magical snow it's way <laughs> yeah. better than the stuff you have to scrape off your driveway yeah and you're not freezing or sliding around on the roads makes sense to me <laughs> <laughs> now when you guys come to visit disney are you flying in to the orlando airport or the Sanford airport orlando we okay. looked at Sanford once and running a car to save some money and ultimately decided that the the savings weren't worth it. Gotcha. That makes sense. Because yeah. then you don't get to take the Magical Express. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. Because um, the Sanford Airport is like 10 minutes from our house. So um, we can actually jump on the airplane, go over to Knoxville, and it's like 100 bucks per person at oh, most. Oh, wow. that's great. Yeah. Round trip. That's not just one way. What? That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really nice. Very affordable. And I carry all of my clothes in a backpack, which means that I've just packed underwear. So I'm like, yeah, at least I'll wear the same outfit, but you know. (laughs) So it's nice. Then I don't have to check a bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. You can get back to family quickly and cheaply then. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you guys could too in in Ohio. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now both of our parents live 
five minutes away. My sister lives ten houses down. Yeah. Her sister lives across town. Brother lives they're all a little here. bit in the boonies, but they're but close enough. Here. Yeah, they're all here. It, so I, I imagine that that is that is tough for you guys, you know, moving there and not having family. But it is nice that you can just quick jaunt yeah. back to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah so, it's not bad. So have you been able to um, connect with people down there? Or I saw, Sam, that you were meeting up with some different people that you met on, like, I think it was on social media and stuff like that. Yeah, which is really weird because um, I remember whenever the internet first came out, <laughs> that's, that makes me sound right. old, or at least <laughs> easily accessible in your home. You know, whenever you got the AOL CDs in your mailbox, right. you were super excited because you got like, you know, a week free of AOL right. and you could chat. But remember, oh, be careful. There are creepers out there and you're going to get like, involved with some really weird guy and now I'm like I'm going to meet Frank Cardillo <laughs> at, at you know Trader Sam's and as he walks in and I'm like hey and I'm running up and hugging him and I've never met him before but I feel like he's my best friend you know right. and um so I've met quite a few people now and it's always interesting because you know I feel like I should be a little more leery but I, I feel like I also know them and everyone also knows um, that I'm meeting up with them because I posted on Twitter. So if I ever go That's missing, right. just follow my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> everyone includes behind. Yeah. We'll know who the suspects are. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we have. It's been nice. I mean, you've, you've maybe met a few more than I have. Some of our uh, social media friends, the people we've connected with through the podcast. Now, as far as making friends and kind of integrating into our neighborhood in the city. Yeah. That's been a little more of a struggle. I'm terrible at it. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Cause how do you meet friends these days? Not hard. on the internet. Yeah. It is really hard. We have a community pool that's part of our neighborhood and that's, we moved in December and that's until been, like, yeah, last month we hadn't like met anybody. anybody. And now, now we've, you know, gotten to know some people and had cookouts and stuff like that. But yeah, that that's it. Was the community pool, which yeah. I in Florida everybody's got their own pool, so that's yeah. out. Yeah, we right. we do have a neighborhood pool, but most of the houses in the neighborhood have their own pool. So. Yeah, there's usually yeah. like four people in the pool in the neighborhood pool, and actually, uh, we met our neighbor beside us for the first time because we were packing up the car to. I, I think we were going to return some stuff and do a little shopping and he came over and he was like, I didn't know when was a good time to say hi, but I see you guys right now. So I'll say hi. <laughs> and I was thinking, this is sad. Our neighbor has to catch us on our way out for yeah. them to say hi to us. We really need to get out in the neighborhood a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's that I think is one of the great struggles of modern society is people are so, you know, you plugged in, you're either on your devices. We're we're so separated now yeah. by by technology that people don't go out and have these like community things so much anymore. So it's hard to like meet meet friends your age, yeah. like in a, in a new city. Like, I mean, they do have things like the meetup app. Like, um, yeah, that you've, you've thought you've talked about doing. I have. And well, I will tell you, I'm missing having like girlfriends around me it's been really hard and you know I don't know I'm, even though I get to meet up with some of the podcast friends I 
would like to have someone that maybe I'm like, oh, I really want to go hang out with a lady tonight and talk about how crappy my day was. And I want to carry a box of wine through my neighborhood and go <laughs> to their house and knock on the door and be like, got this box of wine, want to share, you know. But yeah. I don't have that right now. It's weird. Yeah. So I I'd had say- it in Tennessee and I did carry boxes of wine through my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like your style. <laughs> it's cheap. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. but I would I would say though that that is that's probably one of our bigger struggles though right mm-hmm. now is is trying to meet locals and make new friends. Yeah, and it's really hard on the kids too because they're used to their friends, mm-hmm. and McKenna yeah. won't be going to a high school, so she's feeling like she's doesn't have anyone here right now, and so it's kind of weird because she's having to hang out with mom a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good mother-daughter bonding, I guess. Yeah. But I'm sure, yeah, if you wish you had some people. Um, so will she, um, what will she be doing then after? Well, she's working at Target, mm-hmm. and she's um, going to probably start at a community college that's not too far away. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hopefully she'll meet people she's there. She's still getting yeah. figured out. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard being her age and knowing what you want to do with your life. Oh, so. for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. I feel like people who have it figured out by 18 just got really lucky. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. I actually am surprised that I figured out what I want to do. It took a long time, though. I'm pretty sure I was about mm, well, 26 or 27. I don't think there are any kids that are growing up like, I'm going to be a contracts manager someday. <laughs> no. <laughs> But same for accountant. Like I wasn't, that wasn't my dream to grow up and be an accountant. Yeah. I really like calculators. (laughs) If you go to like career day at an elementary school or something and make sure to tell them that being a contracts manager means that you're doing super secret government contracts that may or may not involve lives at stake, (laughs) you'll probably get a few kids interested in that. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but when you get in it, you're oh, like, don't worry oh, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you're trying to hook them. Yeah. It's not really as cool as it sounds. <laughs> you're a terrible salesperson. I am. I am also. <laughs> it is interesting how I feel like we started podcasting almost a year ago. We have a year anniversary coming up. And I, like being a part of the community and just getting to know people has been awesome. It's been one of the, I think, big blessings of of starting a podcast was just these relationships that we've established you guys obviously included in that um and we'd love to meet up with different um people that we've interacted with you know at the parks or, or wherever you know justin if you go to cincy and you've got an extra day give me a call we can go over to king's island absolutely um but you know it seems like there's there's such like a rich community and i think a lot of people have kind of i guess subcultures like that that they get involved in but then just walking across the street to introduce yourself mm-hmm. to your neighbor is like pulling teeth sometimes. I think. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. It, it, the more connected we are with the world, the more isolated we are. How's that? Oh, my gosh. I'm not <laughs> true. It is true. Uh, yeah. yeah. We have a global community and local We're starving locally. Yeah. 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 It's deep, you guys. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know. These are just things to think about for people who are all, like like us thinking of taking the plunge and, you know, moving across the country just has those kind of 
associations with it yeah. where you have to work to build those relationships and you have to leave friendships behind and mm -hmm. walking across the neighborhood with a box of wine might make you look crazy rather than like the cool girl. <laughs> but I would still try it anyway. Actually, yeah, see what happens. We, um, my sister lived in this neighborhood before us and so we always came here to trick or treat. And last year there were houses that were giving out adult treats mm -hmm. and that kind of making friends there. And so that was fun. There's oh. a tip. I'm all for that. I actually want to do an adult trick or treat and be like, if you got a cup, I'll give you some drink. You yeah, know? that's what they were doing. Yeah. I'm, do oh, I'm all in. That Actually, I think that needs to happen. And I would also like to make a point that if you guys move to the Sanford area, we will now be engaging with our local community. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We have to move Touché. the people we want to be friends yes. with to our, to our neighborhood, and then we'll be connected locally. <laughs> for that. Yeah. I got to start looking at the Sanford flights. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I think a lot of people who, who want to move might not be in a similar boat as you, Samantha, where there's there just happens to be a job opening in your field that was one of your considerations, and you were able to move down before the rest of your family to help the house on stuff. I think I feel like for us, well, we're both teachers, so we'd probably go during summer break and just take trips where we're just looking at houses. I can't imagine any other way of doing it. I know I have um, heard some people just work with the realtor, look at house photos, and roll the dice. Yeah, our, yeah. our realtors done yeah. that. Yeah, for, yeah. I know that our realtors done that for people, and because there are a lot of people that want to relocate to this area and like you said they don't have the convenience of being able to have one one member of that family in the area to look at houses um that was kind of the strategy that we talked about doing though is is basically she was going to kind of shortlist things and then i would fly in to look at places mm -hmm. that were that were on the shortlist so that was kind of the way that we were going to do it it just didn't it didn't turn out exactly like that but no but yeah, she got the final say she said she, she did <laughs> She did. I but, just was like, here's your house. <laughs> but, but yeah, but I do know that realtors in this area um, are pretty adept, adept at doing the narrowing down. And it really helps if you can make a trip or two to, to kind of do what we did early on, where you look at houses that really aren't the houses that you're going to buy, but they give the realtor an idea of, okay, at this house, I really like this. I like this neighborhood because it has a gate or I like, you know, just little things yeah. like that. And then they can start really giving you that. Here's your top 10. When can you come down? We'll make a day of it. You know? Yeah. That sort of thing. But we were a little luckier because, and I did trust your judgment. It should make you feel good that I was like, <laughs> I, know, I know you got this. And you did. You know, I picked a house before this one and I was like, I found it. This is a great house. <laughs> And he literally shut me down. I was like, no, it's weird. Stop, because your house is weird. But can I say why? But I really loved it. It didn't have a door on the bathroom. The master bathroom, it didn't just not have a door. It was a big, gaping archway into the oh, master bathroom. So you bathroom. couldn't even build a door no. to go in there? No, 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 no. There was going to be no privacy, no isolation, no sound buffering. I've smelled and heard all it of it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, how long have you been married? You just yeah, I know. It's just 10 it years. Come on. <laughs> I like the illusion of privacy. I might be with Justin on this one. <laughs> I mean, you I could just get those like beads like they had in the 70s, you know? <laughs> there you go. It's funny. I, mean, I did say that, actually. Yeah. We could hang beads up, I guess. But if they make <laughs> smell and soundproof beads, let's do it. 
<laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. It was a really pretty house. <laughs> this one's better, by the way. It Deal is. Deal breaker. Yeah. I got lucky finding this one. Yeah, I know some people do new builds if it's in your budget, but I did hear, I think it was Lou Mangiello's podcast they were talking about, like the, they did a two-part episode where they had a bunch of people who had gone down there. A lot of them did new builds, but they talked about how just fast the the sites went up. Yeah, they do. And not only do they go up, but like, I mean, one of the things that we experienced was when we did find houses we liked, they would be off the market within a day or two. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was really worried about this house because I liked it, but we hadn't put our home um, in Tennessee on the market yet. And so the realtor for this house was saying, well, their offer is not going to be um, compelling enough for us to accept it. And I was really worried about that. Um, so we put our house on the market really quickly and it sold the same day that we oh, put wow. it on the market. Yeah, we were really lucky there too. But we lived in a neighborhood in Knoxville that didn't have an HOA. It was kind of tucked away from everything. And it was at like a good sweet spot for a family that, you know, it was a good starter home. Mm -hmm. And um, so it sold really fast. We were really lucky. But whenever that happened, I immediately was like, put on an put in an offer. Let's do it. Hurry up, hurry <laughs> up. And um, and of course, when that all happened and we were wanting to put in an offer, I had a surprise uh, trip for work that came up and I couldn't use my phone the whole time I was there. So everyone's trying to get in touch with me and I can't even talk to them. Right. So it was Stressful. pretty awful. Oh, no. But, you know, I think it was, I think I got home about 1130 at night and yeah, I was we were, able we were to make up. it. You signed the offer at, at 1130 PM. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> It was pretty crazy. That was crazy. Oh, yes. But it That's is nice. a hot market. It is pretty right. crazy here. That's good to know. Yeah, so now that you're all pretty much, well, getting settled, but, like, are you finding a, uh, how often are you getting to go to the parks, or do you plan to be able to go to the parks? Well, before everyone got here, I went every weekend. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't. I just, I didn't have anything else to do. Right, so. especially, yeah, you're down there by yourself, and yeah. you don't. I walk around, <laughs> run cupcakes. I'd walk around and, like, um, talk to other people. <laughs> and actually, people were always talking to me. Um, whenever they'd see me online, they'd be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm here alone. And then some people would be like, that's weird. But other people were like, oh, um, you know, we're going to get snacks and I've uh, hung out with like a group of people before a couple times and it was weird. I was like, sure you want me to hang around, but it's actually a lot of fun because everybody's so friendly there for the most part, um, unless you're walking. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd went all the time then, but now I think we go, you know, we've been going like every other weekend. Yeah. Pretty often. I mean, the first the first, what, three or four weekends after McKenna and I got our annual passes, we went every weekend. Yeah. Uh, but it's we're, we're spacing it out a little bit yeah. at this point. Well, our house still needs to be clean. <laughs> yeah, so. we, we, have to, we unfortunately do have to you know, take care of chores occasionally. 
yeah. have to do grocery shopping. So that keeps us from being in the parks all the time. But yeah. you got two rooms full of boxes and you're like, that, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it after we go to Animal Kingdom. But it's nice. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, because we know we can go whenever, it may just be, you know, that we take a half day and we're like, hey, um, Saturday afternoon, why don't we see if we can get Flight of Passage Fast Passes and we'll go to Animal Kingdom for a few hours or something. So, you know, and, and we'll go do that. Um, we don't have to be like really planning it out and saying, okay, next weekend we're going to go Magic Kingdom, get there at nine. We don't have to worry about all that anymore because we just we just kind of go with the flow. Whatever pet fast passes we can get, we get them. And otherwise, we try to just relax. Like and take it off. Dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the um, episode that you guys released today, well, the day that we're recording this, our listeners will hear this later, but um, you you were asked, I think, by Tony from Disney Discussions podcast, he has, does a great show with his sons, um, What what is, what's what been the biggest change? And you mentioned just going to the parks and not feeling rushed. And I told Rachel about this, and I was just like, that is, I don't know, That's I would love to be able to do Disney. And don't get me wrong, I love planning the trips and having my spreadsheet and... Yeah min maxing it to the best of my ability, but I would love to just be able to kind of like we do now with the zoo or with our local mm-hmm. science center say, Hey, it's Saturday and I want to take my kid and go ride some rides and just not stress about what you're squeezing in. Right. The biggest thing that has been, um, I mean, honestly, that really is like the, the nicest thing about visiting Disney at this point is mm-hmm. just being able to, relax and just whatever you get to you get to you know you're going to be back you can go back tomorrow if you wanted to whatever but it really hit me um after we got our annual passes and i think it was it was probably an epcot that we just we just went in and it was a busy day and mckenna and i that was the day we decided to do the agent p world showcase adventure and i was like you know i never would have probably made time to do this in the past because i'm always like we got to write everything. And I've got just like you, Keenan, I used to be a spreadsheet person. I would have it down to the minute. Like we're going <laughs> to, we're going to eat at one fifteen. We can eat for 45 minutes after that. We're, you know, um, but, but yeah, we just, we slowed down. We, we hung around, we explored Canada, you know, we were like, let's just hang out in Canada for a while. Yeah. Underrated pavilion in my opinion. It's amazing. It's, <laughs> it's so great. right now the waterfalls under refurb and there's, and of course, and of course, Oh, Canada is shut down. They're like redoing the movie. But, um, but yeah, that, that, the, that pavilion is beautiful and I've never been all the way back there ever until yeah. now. Yeah. Rachel, by the way, this makes being a mom so much easier when you live here because when your kids start breaking down, you can just go. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, another reason to move here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. Trying see? to get us down there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see your points. How do you even sleep at night knowing that you could possibly go to Walt Disney World any day? Um, <laughs> I'd just be thinking about it all the time. I'm sure you get desensitized a little bit. I don't think so. I don't. It, it hasn't happened yet. Because even just you saying that, and I'm like, you know, tomorrow I could take like a couple hours and just go. And it's, mm-hmm. and I get the jolt of excitement. And it's, it's, a, it's just like a little bit of what you would get when you're planning a vacation to Disney. Like if you were coming – like if we were coming from Tennessee – that anticipation of like, holy crap, I'm going to Disney. I get that just thinking, hey, tomorrow I might just go to the Magic Kingdom. And it's like, woohoo! <laughs> like, well, and I've been here since January and I, I've gone, like, while I was by myself, I've, I've literally gone every weekend. And I, I think only one weekend I went to the beach instead. Um, but 
actually, I think it was um, Thursday last week, I texted Justin while I was at work. And it was just one of those days where things weren't like the best day because I was so busy. So I took a moment and I texted Justin and I said, hey, let's go to Epcot on um, Saturday. And he was like, why is something going on? And I was like, no, I feel like I haven't been in forever. And then I look at it and I'm just thinking, oh, I just went like to Disney two weeks ago. <laughs> but it felt like forever, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I think it was just a week and a half or yeah. something, but I felt like it'd been forever. <laughs> and so I, I took a moment out of my day Texted him that, and then he said, "Okay, well, yeah, let's go." And I started booking dining, or fast you booked passes. the dining, I and I, I booked fast passes, and I was like, "Oh, this day just got a hundred times better." <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I think they put something in the water immediately after leaving. You're like, "I would really like to go back yeah. <laughs> yeah. tomorrow." Yeah. Exactly. What do we figure out? Oh, the bad tasting water fountains is uh -huh. really a <laughs> some sort of some sort thing of thing that make you come back. Yeah. <laughs> it's chemicals. Yeah. That's why water tastes weird there. <laughs> All right. True. So we have one last question for you guys. And that is, what advice do you have for anyone thinking of moving to the Walt Disney World area or, or Orlando greater area? So moving's hard in general. Um, so don't put a lot of pressure on it because, um, I think that one of the things that made things difficult for me was I was putting all this pressure on myself to find like the perfect place and, the, and try to find everything that fell into a piece or fell into part like completely and felt like everything had to match up. Um, don't be too hard on yourself because it is hard to find like what you want but just kind of go with it and go with the flow and I think I missed that part a little bit in my search for a home and a place to live because I was so anxious about making it perfect but it's everything ends up being fine in the end so just kind of take it easy and go with it make it happen find what you want but don't put too much pressure on yourself that's good that's a gold yeah. star answer. I know. I'm, I think I won. <laughs> let's, let's see what I can come up with. Yeah, it's not as good as me. <laughs> well, mine was going to be this. Disney, you know that Disney's going to be amazing. If you're a Disney fan, which, I mean, people listening to this podcast, obviously you are. So you know that the parks are going to be amazing and wonderful and your time there is going to be great. But you're not going to be there all the time. So do the research on the neighborhoods. Do the research on the communities. Find Because... Orlando has very, very diverse areas mm -hmm. uh, where, like, if you, if you want to live with the hipsters, they've got a zone in downtown, and it's it, McKenna loves it there. It's the Milk <laughs> District, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you want to, if you definitely, you have your artistic side, there's the artistic neighborhoods, you know, and there, I mean, you can find p places that have the um, kinds of, like opportunities to um, like if you if you if you want to go to the mall a lot you know there's there's different places you might want to live in like Altamont near the mall or something mm -hmm. um, but every neighborhood has really unique characteristics every little town has uh, great things that they offer and so I think I think taking the time to do the research on um, like the schools um, you know the the kinds of 
you know, shopping the shopping around you because it could be very easy to find a place and realize that like, oh, well, we're, you know, 20 minutes from a grocery store we, we want to go to or, or something like that. So um, I think I think that's probably because and I'm, and I'm saying that because you, you might get caught up in the excitement of, holy crap, we're going to move to Orlando and be near Disney and it doesn't really matter where we land. Let's just find a place. But just keep in mind, you've still got to live and have your day to day life in this area. So I think the, the details are are important. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, there was important. a. There was a really good series on if you all listen to Biz Unplugged, um, uh-huh. they they they've done a whole series on uh, all the different like towns around Orlando, the pros and cons. So oh, that would be a good one to listen. Yeah, to. I've listened to several of those, maybe maybe like four or five. They're great, mm-hmm. but I've yet to hear one where I'm like, oh, we could afford to live in that neighborhood. <laughs> well, that's a good. <laughs> so point. many of the suburbs of <laughs> Disney are just outrageous. Like, yeah. Oh. They start talking about, you know, celebration's perfect. Yeah, well, I'm sure that it is. But. There, actually, where we live is fairly affordable um, in the Sanford area. And then you have, like, DeBerry and Deltona. And they're all fairly close as well. So there are places here. Yeah, it's they just, haven't talked about those. It seems like, yeah, people are looking at the... the they're looking at, like, Winter Garden. Oh. Uh-huh, yeah. No, no. Winter <laughs> It's very expensive. It's awesome. Though. Uh, a lot of the ones on the Diz are like you could see fireworks from your yeah, backyard. Exactly. So of course they're very expensive. Yeah. yeah, Justin brought that up whenever we were looking at houses, and I told him to suck it. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's not going to happen." Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I have a couple college buddies that I've reached out to. Like, hey, what are some good neighborhoods? Now we have you guys. So when Kenan's it happens, <laughs> research for we'll have some good ideas. Ten years from now, and and those guys are not Disney fans at all. So they give me the like the lowdown on Orlando's finest. Cool. There's a lot of really cool local stuff here too. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if anyone likes beer, there's a lot of really good beer here too. Ooh, well, they're yeah. just like a lot of towns, like they've got the emerging emerging microbrewery scene going on. Yeah, yeah and actually, the super Sanford- into that. The Sanford Brewing Company, which is a Sanford, our town brewery, <laughs> um, they have great beer. So nice. I like it. Nice. Okay. Before we go, well, first of all, let me say thanks, guys, for taking the time to discuss your move with us. That's I know it's helpful for us, and I hope that it's helpful for listeners as well. Sure. Uh, but before we go, we like to, with first-time guests, have our lightning round. So if you're ready, and if you've, if you've listened to the show, you know the questions in advance. But we like to surprise you with them somewhat. Uh, we're <laughs> going to hit you rapid fire with 10 questions. You feel free to elaborate on any of them, but also feel free to just give us your answer and move right on. Um, but they are supposed to be top of your head, first thing that comes to mind. Don't worry if... A week from now, you regret your answer. <laughs> I change mine all the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, are you ready? Yeah. You yes. answer first. Okay. You go and then I'll go. Okay. Okay. All right. Question number one. We'll start easy. What's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. I really love that Bill likes Beast because I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if I'm going to answer pure Disney animation, I'm saying Lion King. Okay. Would your answer change if it was the entire Disney universe? It would. I'm not going to put Star Wars in there because that's just not fair. I'm going to say Wally. 
Ooh. Yes. I'm with you there. Yep. Okay. Two peas in a pod over here. <laughs> All right. What about your favorite Disney song? Oh. Oh, no. I, I can't think of one. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Disney song? I'm going to say Be Prepared. Scar. Mm. Uh, see, and and I only am thinking of Beauty and the Beast, That's fine. so it, it makes me yes. think of Be Our Guest. That's a good one. Um, so yeah, I'll just go Be Our Guest. <laughs> you could say, probably you not. You could say um, the Angela Lansbury. Oh no, I already know. I I totally messed up. It's <laughs> yeah. not Angela Lansbury because oh. I love her, and she made me cry a little in Mary Poppins because that new Mary Poppins and mm-hmm. she shows uh-huh. up. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, I wonder how many people saw that scene and were like, oh, she's still alive? Yeah. And then the tears just start flowing. Yeah, I, I was sad. But it's my favorite Disney song is Phil Collins, You'll Be in My Heart. Oh, there you go. I love Phil Collins, by the way. It's like the weirdest thing. I just think he's the best singer. That's not weird. Him he's and, a legend. Him and Mayor yeah. James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool, which is like total different ends of the spectrum there so yeah now you're awesome both, both yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> okay question number three is what is the best disney parks snack Ooh. the uh churros at nomad lounge oh hold on let me think for a second what what is my snack that do you know I... the meaning of light what <laughs> what Oh, I have to be fast. No, it's okay. Um, oh, I'll give you time to think because Justin, I want to ask you: Are the churros at Nomad Lounge different from churros from churro carts? Yes, they. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just. It's. It's not even. You can't compare them. They're on a whole different level. Um, I don't even really like churros, but the churros at Nomad Lounge are amazing. And maybe that's not considered a snack, but that's no, it the is. Thing that came to yeah. mind. No, I, I kind of agree with that, and. Um, our server, when we were there at Nomad Lounge last time, was like, you know, you can just eat the sauces. And I was like, oh, my God, I can totally eat the sauces. You know? And I did that. And I, so, yes, I agree. The churros at Nomad Lounge are, are amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'll agree with him on that one. New bucket list snack there. Yeah. I love making my snack list. <laughs> um, what's your favorite non-e-ticket attraction or, in other words ride that you don't need a fast pass for oh um ride that i don't need a fast pass for yeah mm-hmm. it's tough isn't it i know what i'm gonna say what do i not need a fast pass for i feel like everything <laughs> needs a fast pass um, carousel of progress yeah oh 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 i see so uh, people mover like oh there you go yeah, yeah. I, I like people moving. The people's champ. People yes. movers. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna say Journey into Imagination, just because it's controversial. And I'm saying bring it, Keenan. Come on. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's right. I love Figment. <laughs> we need to have a have a debate episode. We were just talking about this with Tom and Michelle right. from Hey Pier and Adventures Figment podcast. Figment is great. Yeah. The ride. No. No, but we were we were saying like how we have to duke it out as far as yeah. Best and worst rides because there's there's so many that people love that others hate and vice versa. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, next question is what is your must ride? You're going to the parks. You you can only ride one ride. What are you riding? Fly the passage because it's super easy to get a fast passport for me. <laughs> Not you because you don't know how, but I do. Right. Yeah. 
I always write it. Actually, whenever I was by myself, I would um, just go to any park and then at the end of my day, be like, I wonder if I can get flight passage and I wouldn't. I just go in my day at flight passage and go home. So nice. I tried so hard with the single rider trick while we were like eating. Yeah, it didn't work. Oh, I know. She'll maybe maybe Sam can, can teach you, you her magic. She's yeah. been trying to she's been trying to train me. Apparently, I'm not as good at it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say haunted mansion. It's my favorite ride ever. So it is pretty good. Tower of Terror would be right up there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I think just because I like haunted mansion because it's for everybody. So. Yeah. All right. All right. What about your most memorable character interaction? Um. I had a lot of fun with um, Tiana from Princess and the Frog. And it was funny just because she kept talking to me um, in character. And I kept trying to throw her off a little bit. <laughs> um, but she'd be like, oh, yeah, Tennessee. So those beignets are really good. <laughs> and I was like, no, those aren't in Tennessee, though. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. She was a lot. Of, she was pretty cool. Um, gosh, I have two, but I think my most memorable, it'll be the most memorable of all time was the interaction we had with Gaston. Oh yeah. He was in 2014 Mm -hmm. because he was absolutely the best face character I've ever interacted with. He challenged people to arm wrestling matches while we were there, push up matches. He was beating everybody, (laughs) but, but his interaction with our kids was so good and we put the video of mckenna talking to guests on on our youtube channel and it's hilarious i you've got to check that out if you haven't seen it but i heard i and i think this is true that gaston was so good that he actually was asked to um no longer be a friend of gaston because people requested him all the time oh no way that's crazy yeah other friends look bad Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's their problem. Up. They need to step up their yeah. guest on. That's what I'm saying. He was he was great. He was that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. He made me take a picture with him and he was like, you know you wanted to. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely gonna check out that YouTube video. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Next up is what is your favorite Epcot festival? And I'm gonna add an addendum to this. It's not in the notes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But you can you can say Diet Epcot if that's your flavor. But favorite Epcot festival? Um, food and wine. I like food and wine a lot. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, that's it. Okay. Yeah, I, and I'm the same. I love food and wine as well. I like the Eat to the Beat concert series. Mm-hmm. And I like I like food. I like the drinks. Yeah. It's all good. I like wine. I like I like <laughs> alcohol in general. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind. I actually don't mind festivals in Epcot. That doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. So. Yeah. yeah, I love them. I mean, the crowds go up a little bit, but whatever. Yeah. You get great yeah. food. Yeah. I've never it been actually... to... Well, I've just never been to a non... I've never been to Epcot without a festival. Yeah. Well, so. and I was going to say, if you ever do experience Epcot and there's not a festival there, in my opinion, it feels like something's missing. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, just because, because most of the year there are. So... <laughs> Yeah, Rachel, if you move here, I could take you to Epcot <laughs> whenever there's not a festival. <laughs> For myself. Yeah. And you can get festival of the holidays and you can do the animation festival. There you go. Okay, what about what is the top item on your Disney bucket list? 
Um, Victoria and Albert for me. I want to do the chef's table. I'm dying to do it. If this guy doesn't take me to do that one day, I'm going to punch him in the throat. So I really want to. <laughs> Better start saving. I know. It's going to break us. It's funny because we were talking about this yesterday. And I, I mean, I think, what did I land on? I don't even remember. It's, I hate to be this way. We've done a lot of really amazing things at Disney that, that like, even just in the short time we've been living here, I've been able to cross things off that I've never done before. Um, so doesn't have to be Walt Disney world. Right. So it can know. be the, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh wait. A bunch well, of that's list true. So in general? no. Oh, <laughs> Disney bucket list. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So that saves me. Then, then I'm going to say Tokyo Disney. Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea. That'll be the bucket list. Yeah. <coughs> you and Keenan still... can go together. <laughs> I mean, I let's would do it, man. Too. I'm on. I'm on board. Yeah. Guys, trip to Tokyo Disneyland and see. Uh, yeah. no, we're coming too. <laughs> we're coming. I was just saying. Oh. <laughs> can yeah. we at least get like a head start, guys? You... Trip. No, you guys get carried away here. You got why? <laughs> <laughs> Does that change your answer at all? No, I still want to do Victoria okay. and Albert. <laughs> All right. Probably, Victoria and Albert's probably cost the same as a plane ticket to Tokyo. <laughs> exactly. See? Especially since she wants to do the chef's table. Yeah. Right. I, I don't want to do it normal. I, yeah. I really want them to treat me like I'm the only person there. I want eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same basis. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, last two questions are a little bit more nuanced, but number nine is... You can bring back one defunct attraction or restore a current one to an older state or original state. What do you bring back? Stitch. <laughs> Just so I don't have to <laughs> Justin say, Stitch is still closed. <laughs> so that's funny because my answer is actually going to be the alien extraterrestrial encounter, which I think is the most underrated Walt Disney World attraction of all time. And I think it should be back. And I don't care that it was scary. It it was amazing. The, oh, yeah. The, everything that went into that, the pre-show was the best pre-show of any show that's ever existed at Disney. So wow. I, I want it back. I'd love to have it. I know that sounds odd because based on what I said earlier, I probably would say I would love to have a previous version of Journey into Imagination. Uh, but honestly, um, yeah, if I could have Alien back, I would take it. No, Stitch. No, Stitch. <laughs> He burps in your face. <laughs> the alien blew up and blood went everywhere. It was amazing. Whoa. Yeah, it never was, got to ride it was so cool. I, I don't know what how that ride ended up the way that it did. Part of me thinks maybe if they would have put it in Hollywood Studios, yeah. it might have fared better. Yeah. But the Magic Kingdom and putting terror in the yeah, name. Yeah, Magic was, Kingdom was couldn't handle it. It, did, it. it definitely was a sore thumb. It, it stuck out. It didn't belong there, but it was quite an experience. If it was like a, you're right, Hollywood Studios, maybe it would have done better. And the fact that like the whole concept, I, I think, was supposed to be like Alien, the movie. Yeah. Um, if they could maybe have gotten tied it to the IP, maybe it would have had legs a little longer. But hmm. yeah, hmm. I miss it. True. All right. All right. So um, don't quit your day job or anything, especially because you just got them. Um, <laughs> you got new ones. But if you had to be a Disney cast member, what would you do? This is easy for me. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm driving monorails all day, baby. I knew it. I, knew it. I, I would probably want to bake. 
you want to bake yeah. Main Street Bakery or like do you want to do you have a particular bakery? The Kringla, what is it? Kringla? No. Kringla Og Cafe. I don't. I don't think I'm Norwegian enough for that. <laughs> um, no, I. You have to I dye think, your hair. Yeah, exactly. I think. Um, I don't know. I think I just like to to cook somewhere, like to bake some of the food. I, I some of the desserts. I think it'd be fun decorating yeah. and stuff. I don't. Yeah. I don't care where. Just somewhere. Mm. Maybe sunshine seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, like they have great desserts. desserts yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I would dessert. do. Sam and her cupcakes. Yeah. 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 Rose gold cupcake. <laughs> Why didn't I get one? <laughs> regrets. Well, you know, I you add Disney regrets to this. Yeah, one. <laughs> that's. That would be a good topic. That, that'd be a good <laughs> show topic. Maybe that's what we should do for our part two of the part of our World Mon- Monday Morning Monorail crossovers. Yeah, they could a Disney do, regret show. They could be uh, on that, our that'd show be good. Disney regrets. Yeah, but um, I was gonna say, like we have joked about, like I think, a, I think, like driving the monorail. Of course, that's my default answer. But I do think it would be a pretty good like retirement to be like a friendship boat captain or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. My dad has said he's when he retires, he's driving the buses, which he's semi-retired now. So mm-hmm. remember that more he like went and got his bus license, and then he's like, "I'm going to retire at Disney World Your driving dad. the buses." He's <laughs> something else. He has so many ideas. That's awesome. So I'm like, please That's do it. Give one. me an excuse to go down there. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, that was a lot of fun. So I'm. It was. I say that super modest. That was so much fun. No, but it it was a lot of fun and it was very informative. So thanks so much for coming on our show, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah, this has been great. It's been a thrill to be part of your world. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) As we mentioned at the top of the hour, um, you guys do a fantastic show. So maybe you could tell our listeners where they can Listen to that and where they can find you on social media. Do you want to do it? No, you, you, you're okay. I got it. (laughs) So, if I don't choke first, we are at Morning Monorail on Twitter. Just dropped the Monday. We are Monday Morning Monorail on all the other social medias. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Gmail, Monday Morning Monorail at gmail.com. And we have a voicemail where you can prank call us if you want to 407 917 2144. At least do a character. Make it fun, and uh, and yeah, challenge our, accepted. Our new shows, new shows every Monday. Yep, you won't let me miss them. <laughs> on all the on, on all the on all the things. If you can find podcasts, you found this one. Then you can find the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Yeah, and you'll never forget when it comes out because it's literally Monday morning. Yeah, yours is probably like the the one I really know. Like, oh, there's a Monday Morning Monorail out. So, well done there. Well, it's it's both a blessing and a curse because it also means that we have to have something right. new every Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was part of the idea. Make it easy for the people. Yeah. Good, good. Cool. Well, that's about a wrap for us. You can find us at partofourworld.net. I have a new website. I guess that's cool because you can find everything there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at P-O-O-W podcast. On Instagram, we are part of our world podcast. We d- we got a voicemail too. And so if anyone wants to call that in, I will accept prank calls. But 
like you said, in character or at least something fun. Our number is 614-392-8147. And I think we just have kind of one major announcement to end with, and that is that with our one-year anniversary coming up, we are doing a live stream on Instagram, right? That's yep. the plan at least. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So uh, if you want to call in and leave a voicemail for that show or shoot us a message for that show or even better, join us for that show, um, that would be amazing. So we're really looking forward to that. Yep. Sam's putting it in the calendar calendar right now. Nothing happens in my life if it's not on the calendar. Yeah. We we should switch from uh, Instagram over to Google Hangouts and just send out the invite to our podcasting buddies. Like, hey, jump in at any time. Could get crazy, but that would be fun. (laughs) That's all you. I I don't know. (laughs) They're getting rid of Google Hangouts. I know. Crazy. Cool. Well, I think that's a wrap. Thanks again for joining us. You guys rock. Your show rocks. Your kids rock. Uh, they, of course, couldn't join us tonight, but thanks for sharing their their opinions of the move as well. And yeah, thanks for being open about that, that transition to Florida and look forward to hearing more of your show and collaborating with you guys in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. We've had a blast and we, we definitely are going to have to do this again very soon. For yeah. sure. And you guys have to come to our podcast too now. Yeah. We would love to. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, because we have to chat more. Yes. It's like we see each other. Now I'm like, oh, friends. And yeah. you have to can do more convincing of Rachel to take the plunge. Well, You're doing a pretty it, good job. <laughs> the more we talk, the more it won't be awkward when I run up and hug you when we see right. each other for the first time. <laughs> Just bring a box of wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <I'm in. laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I might lift you off the ground and just bring a box of wine. Best friends forever. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for being a part of our world. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.